3: Hi, this is Michael Goodfriend, executive producer of the Play On Podcasts, and I want to tell you about a show I think you're going to love. It's called All About Agatha, and the Agatha it's all about is Agatha Christie, of course, the queen of crime herself. So, this podcast covers Christie's mystery novels in excruciating detail, except it's not excruciating at all. It's extremely light and fun, the texts themselves are always taken seriously for the last five years and counting the host Kemper Donovan who's a published author himself has been covering each of Christie's 66 full-length mystery novels in publication order ranking them all against each other using literary criteria like plot mechanics characterization and readability On the episodes in between, he interviews like-minded mystery obsessives, including lots of contemporary mystery authors, all of whom owe a debt to Dame Agatha. Basically, it's a big old nerd fest and a must-listen for any mystery fans out there. So check it out. Subscribe to All About Agatha wherever you get your podcasts.
4: next chapter podcasts presents the play on podcast series 12th night episode 2 a biscuit for your sea dog for the best listening experience be sure to use headphones or earbuds and don't forget if music be the food of love play on
5: back to Illyria, where Countess Olivia mourns the death of her brother, while our heroine Viola believes her brother Sebastian is drowned. Still, Viola, now disguised as the young man Cesario, and in love with the Duke Orsino, is off to bring words of love from Orsino to Olivia. But before Viola arrives, someone else rings the doorbell at Olivia's mansion.
6: No! Either tell me where you have been since the death of her brother, or I will not open my lips so much as a toothpick may enter in support of your excuses. Oh, my lady will hang you for your absence?
0: Let her hang me. He that is well hung in this world needs fear neither God nor country.
6: Make that good.
0: So endowed with wisdom. He knows God will bring him home from war when his country does send him off to it.
6: Still, as it's said, cowards die many times before their death.
0: Well, God give them courage that have it. And those that are fools, let them use their talents.
6: Yet you will be hanged for being so long absent. Or to be turned away. Is not that as bad as a hanging to you?
0: Many a good hanging prevents a bad marriage. Uh, And for being turned away, if you turn enough, you get back to where you started.
6: You were not afraid then?
0: Not so neither. But I am afraid of only one thing.
6: You know, that your jokes fall as flat as your excuses.
0: Funny, truly.
6: Very uh-huh. funny. Uh-huh. Well,
0: go your way. <clears throat> if Sir Toby would leave drinking, he'd see you are as witty a piece of Eve's flesh as any in Illyria.
6: Peace, you rogue. <laughs> no more of that. Here comes my lady. Uh-oh. You were best to make your explanation wisely. Hail
0: Mary full grace, Hail Mary full grace, Hail Mary. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Wit, if it be in your wisdom, put me into good fooling. Those clowns that think they have you do very oft prove fools, and I that lack you may pass for a wise man. For what say the gods of comedy? Ah, better a witty fool than a foolish wit. God bless you, lady! <gasps>
2: Take the fool away. Uh,
0: do you not hear, fellas? Take away the lady.
2: Go to. You're a dried-up fool. I'll know more of you. Besides, you've been unreliable.
0: To false, Madonna, that drink and good advice will change. Forgive the dried-up fool drink, then the fool is not dried up. Tell the unreliable man to prove himself. If he is proved, he is no longer unreliable. If this simple synthesis will serve. So, if it will not, what remedy? as there is no true end short of the grave, so you should most gravely keep your feet out of the short end of yours. The lady asked, take away the fool, therefore again I say, take her away. Sir,
2: I ask them, take away you. Uh,
0: False imprisonment. Lady, fronte nulle fides. That's as much to say, you can't judge a book by its cover. Good Madonna, give me leave to prove you a fool. Can you do it? Dexterously, good Madonna.
2: Make your proof.
0: I must question you for it, Madonna, my good church mouse. Answer me.
2: Well, sir, for lack of other pastimes, I'll hear your evidence.
0: Good Madonna. Uh, why do you mourn? Good fool, for my
2: brother's death.
0: I think his soul is in hell, Madonna.
2: I know his soul is in
0: heaven, fool the more fool, Madonna, to mourn for your brother's soul being in heaven. (laughs) Take away the fool, gentlemen.
2: What think you of this fool, Malvolio? Does he not prove himself?
5: Yes, and he will do, until the pangs of death shake him. Senility that decays the wise does always make the better fool.
0: God send you, sir, a speedy senility, for the better increasing your foolishness. Sir Toby will be sworn that I am no genius, but he will not give his word for half a penny that you are no fool.
2: What say you to that, Malvolio? I
5: marvel your ladyship takes delight in such an artless rascal. I saw him put down the other day by an ordinary fool that had no more brain than a stone. Uh... (laughs) Look you now, he's out of bullets already. Unless you laugh and give encouragement to him, he is stumped.
2: Oh, you are sick from self-love, Malvolio, and taste with an embittered appetite. To be generous, guiltless, and of free disposition is to hear all this as cap guns, not cannonballs. Oh,
0: may Wit always welcome you for speaking well of fools. Mm
6: -hmm, mm -hmm. Madam, there is, at the gate, A young gentleman who much desires to speak with you.
2: From the Duke Orsino, is he?
6: I know not, madam. He's a fine young man.
2: Who of my people delay him?
6: Sir Toby, madam, your uncle.
2: Send Toby off, I beg you. He speaks nothing but madman. Away with him? Go you, Malvolio. If it be a message from the Duke, I am sick, or not at home. Now you see, sir, how your fooling grows old and people dislike it.
0: You have spoke for us, Madonna, as if your eldest son might become a fool, whose skull will be crammed with brains. Unlike one of your kin there, whose noggin is more like a toboggan.
2: On my honor, half drunk. Oh, Who is he at the gate, Uncle? A gentleman. A gentleman. What gentleman? It's a gentleman here!
4: (laughs) What the hell with these pickled herrings?
0: Ooh. Hey! How are you? What? (laughs) Good Sir Toby? Uh, Uncle, (laughs) Uncle,
2: how have you come so early by this lethargy?
0: Lechery?
2: I defy uh, lechery! There's someone at the gate. E- yes, who is he? Let him be the devil if he will, I care not.
7: <laughs> Give
4: me strength, say I. Oh. Well, it's all one.
2: What's a drunken man like, fool?
0: Like a fool, a madman, and a drowned man. One drink too many makes him a fool, the second mads him, and the third drowns him.
2: Go you and seek the coroner, and ask for an autopsy, for my uncle is in the third degree of drink. He's drowned. Go look after him.
0: He is only mad yet, Madonna, and the fool shall care for the madman.
5: Mm -hmm. Uh, Madam, that young fellow swears he will speak with you. I told him you were sick. He says he understands so much, and that's why he's come to speak with you. I told him you were asleep. He seems to have advanced knowledge of that, too, and that's why he comes to speak with you. What is to be said to him, lady? He stands firm against any denial. Sir Toby? Tell him he will not speak with me. He has been told so, and he says he'll stand at your door like a hitching post or become the leg to a bench, but he'll speak with you.
2: What manner of man is he? Why,
5: a human man.
2: What kind of man?
5: Not kind at all. He'll speak with you whether you want to or not. Of what appearance and years is he? Well, not yet old enough for a man nor young enough for a boy, as a uh, trickle is before. Tis a stream, or a puppy, tis almost a dog. Tis with him like the sea between the tides, neither boy nor man. He is very well-featured, and he speaks very shrilly. One would think his mother's milk was scarce out of him. Let him approach.
2: Uh, call in my gentlewoman.
5: Gentlewoman! Yes? Uh, my lady calls.
2: Give me my veil, Mariah. Come, throw it over my face. Mm-hmm. We'll once more hear Orsino's entreaty.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe,
8: The Honourable Lady of the House, which is she? Speak to me. I shall
2: answer for her. Your will?
8: <clears throat> Most radiant, exquisite, and unmatchable beauty. <laughs> I beg you, tell me if this be the Lady of the House, for I never saw her. I would hate to waste my speech, for, besides that it is excellently well written, I have taken great pains to memorize it. <laughs> Good beauties, show me no scorn. I am very sensitive, even to the smallest discourtesy.
2: From where came you, sir?
8: I can say little more than I have learned, and that question's not in my script. (laughs) Good gentle one, give me modest assurance if you be the lady of the house, that I may proceed in my speech. Are you a comedian? No, cross my profound heart. And yet, I swear by the horns of the devil himself, I am not what I play. Are you the lady of the
2: house? If I do not betray myself, I am.
8: Most certain. If you are she, you do betray yourself. For what is yours to bestow is not yours to withhold. But this is outside my part. I will go on with my speech in your praise and then get to the heart of the matter.
2: Come to what is important, Int. I'll let you skip the praise.
8: Oh, no. I, I took great pains to learn it, and it's poetical.
2: But it is more likely to be dishonest, so I ask you keep it to yourself. I heard you were insolent at my gates, and allowed you in to examine you rather than to hear you. If you be but mad, be gone. If you have reason, be brief. It's not my lunatic time of the moon that might make your lunacy pleasant chatter.
6: Will you hoist sails, sir? Here lies your way. Uh, no,
8: Swabber. I am to anchor here a little longer. A biscuit for your sea dog, sweet lady? Huh. Oh, sure
2: you have some hideous matter to convey when the delivery of it is so forceful.
8: Speak your piece. It alone concerns your ear. I bring no overture of war, no statement of taxation. I hold the olive branch in my hand. My words are as full of peace as matter.
1: Yet you began
2: rudely. Who are you? What would you have?
8: The rudeness that has appeared in me have I learned from my welcome. (sighs) Who I am and what I would do are as secret as virginity. To your ears, divine. To any other's profanity
2: give us the place alone mariah we will hear this divinity
6: oh, romp.
2: now sir what is your scripture
8: <clears throat> most sweet lady
2: Ah, comforting dogma and much may be said of it. Where lies your scripture?
8: In Orsino's bosom.
2: In his bosom? In what chapter of his bosom?
8: To answer by your method in the first of his heart. Oh, I have read it. It is blasphemy. Have you no more to say? Good madam, uh, let me
2: see your face. Have you any orders from your Lord to pray to my face? You are now out of your scripture. But we will... Draw the curtain and show you the picture. Look you, sir. Here I am presented. Is it not well
8: done? Excellently done. If God did all.
2: It is ingrained, sir, and will endure wind and weather.
8: It is beauty truly born, whose bloom and blush nature's own sweet and cunning hand laid on. Lady... You are the cruelest she alive, if you will lead these graces to the grave and leave the world no copy. Oh,
2: sir, I will not be so hard-hearted. I will give out various catalogs of my beauty. It shall be inventoried, and every part and particle recorded in my will, as item, two lips in different red, item, two brown eyes, lids included, item, one neck, one chin, and so forth. Were you sent here to
8: appraise me? I see you what you are. You are too proud, and if you are the devil, you're still fine. My lord, the duke, he loves you. Oh, such love could hardly be paid back, though you were crowned the epitome of beauty. How does he love me? With adoration's fertile tears. With groans that thunder love. With sighs of fire. (sighs) Your lord does know my
2: mind. I cannot love him. Still, I suppose him virtuous, know him noble, of great estate, of fresh and stainless age, by others well described, free, learned, and valiant, and by description and design of nature, a gracious person,
8: and yet, I cannot love him. He should have took my answer long ago. If I did love you with my lordship's flame, with such a suffering, such a deadly life, in your denial I would find no sense... I would not understand it. What would you do? Make me a willow cabin by your gate and call upon my soul within your house. (sighs) Write faithful ballads of forbidden love and sing them loud even in the dead of night. (sighs) Halloo your name to the reverberate hills and make the babbling gossip of the breeze cry out, Oh, Livia. (sighs) Oh, I should not rest between the elements of air and earth, but you should pity me. You might do much. What is your parentage? Uh, above my current place, but dignified. I am a gentleman.
2: Get you to your lord. I cannot love him. Make him send no more, uh, unless... Perhaps you come to me again to tell me how he takes it? Fare you well. I thank you for your time. Spend this for me.
8: I am no boy, lady. You keep your tip. My lordship, not myself, lacks proper payment. Love, give a stone-hard heart to one you'll love and let your passion, like my lordship's, be placed in contempt. Farewell, fair cruelty.
2: What is your parentage? Above my current state, but dignified, I am a gentleman. I'll be sworn you are. Your voice, your face, your limbs, actions, and spirit do give you crown and scepter. (sighs) Not too fast. Slow, slow. The Duke's boy, now my king? How's this? Even so quickly may one catch the plague. Methinks this youth's perfections do invade with an invisible and subtle stealth my true perception. Well, then, let it be. (laughs) Come quick,
5: Malvolio. Here, madam. At your service.
2: Run after that same peevish messenger that duke's young man. He left this ring behind him against my will. Tell him I'll none of it, and tell him not to comfort more his lord, nor hold him up with hopes. I am not for him. If that the boy will come this way tomorrow, I'll give him reasons for it. Go, Malvolio.
5: Madam, I will. (sighs) I do
2: I know not what, and still I dread my eyes do trick my heart and turn my head. Fate, show your force. Ourselves, we don't control. What is decreed must be, and dice will roll.
7: won't stay longer nor let me go with you? Forgive me, Antonio. No. Oh, My My stars are not aligned and my darkened skies might cast a shadow on yours. Therefore, take your leave and I will bear my troubles alone. Tell me where you are going. (laughs) No, honestly, sir, my destination is only wandering. But you should know, Antonio, that Although, I called myself Rodrigo. My name is Sebastian. What? My father was Sebastian of Messaline, whom I know you have heard of. Oh. He left behind myself and a sister. Twins, both born in an hour. Uh Uh-huh. If the heavens had their way, we would have so ended. But you, sir, altered that. One hour before you took me from the mouth of the sea, my twin sister Viola was drowned. Curse the day. A lady, sir, though it was said she resembled me closely, was yet, by many thought, beautiful. And though I could not without amazement so much believe that, yet this much I will boldly say of her she bore a mind that even envy would call (laughs) fine she is drowned already sir with salt water though i seem to drown her memory again with more pardon me sebastian my humble hospitality (sighs) oh good antonio i am sorry to trouble you if you will not murder me for my love let me become your servant if you will not undo what you have done to kill the man you saved, do not desire that. <whistles> Fare you well at once. I am bound to the Duke Orsino's court. Farewell. <coughs> the gentleness of all the gods go with you. I have many enemies in Orsino's court or I would very shortly see you there. But come what may, I do adore you so. that danger shall seem sport, and I will go.
5: Boy, were not you just now with the Countess Olivia?
8: Just now, sir and at a moderate pace, I have since arrived here.
5: Uh, she returns this ring to you, sir. You might have saved me my pains by taking it away yourself. She adds, moreover, that you should give your lord, Duke Orsino, an absolute assurance she will none of him. And one thing more, that you be never so bold to come again on his behalf, unless it be to report your lord's receiving of this. Receive the ring, so.
8: She took it from me. I'll none of it.
5: Come, sir, you peevishly threw the ring at the Countess Olivia, and her desire is it should be so returned. If it is worth stooping for, there it lies in your eye. If not, it is his that finds it. Ow! Oh! Toss
8: it back, Malvolio. Ow! I left no ring with her. What means this lady? Love all. (gasps) Oh, no.
5: What means this lady and all of this? Will Viola return Olivia's ring and her affection? Will Antonio face his enemies and find Sebastian? What secrets lurk in Malvolio's heart and all of theirs? There is so much still to discover when we next return to Twelfth Night. Or what you will.
4: The Play On podcast series, Twelfth Night, was translated into modern English verse by Alison Carey and directed by Christopher Liam Moore. The cast is as follows Amy Brenneman as Olivia, Jordan Barbour as Sir Andrew Aguecheek, Catherine Castellanos as Mariah, Brandon David Delsit as Sebastian, Rodney Gardner as Feste, Michael Goodfriend as the bartender and Officer 2, Christopher Jean as Antonio and Curio, David Kelly as Malvolio, Tina Munoz Pandia as Valentine and Officer, Daniel Parker as Sir Toby Belch, Jamie Ann Romero as Viola, Tramell Tillman as Orsino, George Bennett Watson as the Sea Captain and the priest. Casting by the Telsey office, Karen Castle, CSA, and Ada Karamanian. Voice and text coach, Julie Faux. Episode scripts were adapted and produced by Catherine Eaton. Original music composition by David Rifle. Sound design and mix by Lindsay Jones. Sound engineering by Sadaharu Yagi. Mix engineer and dialogue editor, Larry Walsh. Podcast mastering by Greg Cortez at New Monkey Studio. Coordinating producer Transcend Streaming, Kira Bowie and Liana Keys. Script supervisor Jordan Moore. Managing producer Robert Capidona. Senior producer Miriam Lauba. Executive producer Michael Goodfriend. The senior manager of business operations and partnerships at Next Chapter Podcasts is Sally Cade Holmes. The Play On Podcast series, Twelfth Night, is produced by Next Chapter Podcasts and is made possible by the generous support of the Hits Foundation. Visit ncpodcasts.com for more about the Play On Podcast series. Visit playonshakespeare.org for more about Play On Shakespeare. Hear more about the Play On Shakespeare podcast series by listening to bonus content at ncpodcasts.com, where you'll find interviews with the artists, producers, and engineers who brought it all to life. And remember,
3: if music be the food of love, play on. Hey, Play On podcast listeners. Are you a YA fiction fan? If you are, then I want you to know about Cast of Wonders. It is the leading voice in young adult speculative short fiction. Every week, they present short stories from some of today's best genre fiction writers, featuring everything from hard science fiction to urban fantasy, horror, steampunk, superheroes, and more. Their stories are defined by their deep emotional resonance and that critical spark of wonder and they love publishing works by younger authors. Listen in this summer for a showcase of award-winning authors and watch out for their annual Banned Books Week event in September. And if you fancy writing for them, why not enter their upcoming flash fiction contest? Check out castofwonders.org for more details.